You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, hey, welcome to the last episode of Fly on the Call of 2020. Obviously, it's been a crazy year for everyone, but being the first full year of the podcast, that truly has been awesome in many ways for me. And a lot of great things have happened, so I kind of just wanted to do a little wrap-up episode for y'all solo, uh, take some questions, talk about some of my favorite releases of the year, some of the goals from 2020 and the goals for 2021 for the podcast, and all that good stuff, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. first thing I wanted to do was talk about some of the goals that I had for the podcast going into 2020. Um, I am a big believer of, you know, kind of like trying to visualize things and, you know, shoot for the stars. What's the saying? Shoot for the stars. If you don't make it, at least you'll get to the moon, which is, you know, a dumb and cheesy phrase. But in some ways, you know, these things become phrases for a reason. So I did have some stretch goals for the podcast to grow the audience to 500 listeners per episode, have one episode that reaches a thousand plays. Um, you know, these were really big stretch goals, so I didn't quite reach them, but I do have at least one episode over 300 plays, and the average audience has grown to more than 100 per episode, which is truly beyond any of my expectations for this show. So I'm so thankful that, you know, I continue to carve out this community to find my niche, to find people that connect with the music and the musicians that I'm talking to, because that's kind of why I started this podcast. So I'm super excited for that. And obviously, working towards those goals also, you know, led to the biggest thing that happened for Fly on the Call in 2020, which was signing to Sound Talent Media. I mean, it's that wasn't even on my, you know, ideal goals to sign to a network. It was just something that, you know, happened because I'm putting in the work, it got noticed, and it's been something that's really cool, you know. No matter how much or how little it's affecting the show, hopefully little for all you listeners, and, you know, I have full creative control, which was a, a very important part to me as well. So it's just been a really cool thing to have and, you know, add to my resume, and I'm really excited to see what it continues to bring in 2021. Um, and then, you know, my other goal for the podcast, which has been since the beginning, is to, you know, feature a diverse array of voices. I've never had more than two episodes in a row with bands that are all straight, white, cis men. And that, that's never going to be a thing. Um, so I feel very proud to say that that is a goal that I've continued to do and something that I'm going to, you know, continue to bring that energy into 2021. 
Um, I also want to continue to make Find the Call a place to discover great new music. Um, in my personal life, I'm about to be moving into my first house next month, and one of the things I'm most excited about is that I'll have a dedicated home office slash podcast space. I think it's going to be a really good thing to have, you know, kind of that own separate space where I can go into um, and, you know, just focus solely on the podcast. Um, I want to be kind of more organized with my scheduling in the, in the new year while still leaving room for those bands that I uh, stumble upon and fall in love with. You know, those, I think you can sense that excitement in the interviews that I have with those bands. Um, so that's something that I definitely want to, you know, keep. I also want to find more ways to support both other podcasters and people who generally make up, you know, the greater the greater music industry, not just the musicians themselves. Um, one of the things specifically that I want to do is having a fellow podcast host on once a month to help connect our audiences. I think, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts out there, and sometimes it's kind of hard to sift through. It's hard to discover new podcasts. So, you know, I was lucky enough to guest on some amazing shows this year, and I would love to, you know, bring that to fly on the call, both to get more exposure for the people making the podcasts and for to get new podcasts to the ears of people who listen to fly on the call and might enjoy what I enjoy. Um, I, I do want to kind of renew a focus on speaking with some more established acts. You know, I love that I've carved out this kind of like indie DIY niche for myself. Um, and, you know, talking to those, those small acts being the first great interview that they have is like such a badge of honor for me. And I love being able to do that. But I do also want to, you know, get with these more established acts where, you know, I can dig in a lot more you know, they'll offer different perspectives and more variety to the show. And also, you know, opening up to a bigger audience. You know, if someone comes in listening to an episode with a band like The Wonder Years or Silverstein, they might stick around and listen to an episode with their new favorite band that they haven't even heard of yet. So I really, that's my end goal for the podcast is to bring more listeners to the music that I love. So Getting a bigger audience can only help with that, I think. <laughs> um, and so, like I said, I did put out the word looking for some listener questions, and I, I got a handful of those, so I'm going to jump into those real quick. Um, the first one comes from Punk Lotto Pod, which is one of those awesome podcasts that I mentioned that I guested on this year. We talked about um, an early punk rock album called FU2. Or no, actually it was called Punk Rock by the Band FU2. <laughs> And the question is just asking what my favorite moment from the show for from 2020 was. I, I would have to say hands down that that answer is interviewing Dan Campbell of the Wonders. Um, they're my literal favorite band of all time. And, you know, it's been my goal in the last five plus years that I've been writing about music and interviewing bands. It's always been my goal to get to the Wonders. It's been kind of like the singular, like, huge goal in my head. So it's kind of weird that I've met it now, but really awesome. It's crazy that I was able to talk with Dan while they were on tour and that that was this year. Um, they were my last show that I saw live and one of the few bands that I've watched multiple live streams of. So I am super thankful for that. And, you know, Suburbia 10 years coming up this year, if I could have you know, an hour and a half like I did with Shane Told to talk about a shipwreck in the sand, that would be insane. So that's still 
still on the the goal for this year. I could never, you know, talk too much to one band, but that was certainly an amazing moment for me. Um, and some other, you know, just great interviews I had this year would be I'm the Avalanche, um, Barty Strange twice. I talked to Mike from Pentimento about his new project, Hotel Etiquette, and Pentimento are another one of my all-time favorites. Um, I had really awesome conversations with Will Wood and Cliff Diver. Um, I kind of, you know, I feel like I almost got in on the ground level of, like, Jiraiya, Meet Me at the Altar, Magnolia Park. You know, those are all amazing bands that I think are going to do so much cool stuff over the years. So I'm super excited for that. And, I mean, Spanish Love Songs, uh, Brave Faces Everyone was one of my most listened to albums of the year. And also one of my favorite conversations of the year. So definitely check that one out as well. So Audio Curio asked, what were your 2020 comfort albums? And I know I don't really need to put a qualifier with this, but I always do just because of the kind of stigma against them. But jam bands truly were my main comfort music of 2020. Uh, There's just something about getting lost in the music, the ease of putting on a three-hour show and then not thinking about what you're going to put on right after that. Um, And, you know, the magic of improvisational music. That really just connected with me. It's weird, but it works for me. Um, Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs and Breakup Season by Future Teens have been the constant repeat of countless car rides with my fiancé. I mean, I certainly listen on my own as well, but those are just like two albums that I fucking love. And I can't speak highly enough of Marty Strange. Obviously, I'm super proud to see him blowing up. Live Forever is something truly special, and I think it's an album that's going to stand the test of time. But my little added suggestion is to get a copy of Say Goodbye to Pretty Boy on vinyl and listen to it through a good full pair of speakers or headphones. This was one of the most magical musical experiences I've had this year, so I highly suggest that as well. Um, And Will Wood put out the normal album, which is just the right amount of Over at the Top and has seriously been one that I've returned to a lot this year. CT Versus asked, what CT music has inspired you this year? Uh, I believe Ash from Guilt is from Norwalk, and I love seeing Ignore What's Missing continue to pop off. Um, Jelani Say put out their GT unofficial release. Cheem is killing it. The most made a long-anticipated return with of what we have. Uh, shout out to Hayden and Evan Nork and them heirs. Uh, doing DIY PR for them when they were in the Foresters was really the first time I spread my wings in anything music-related, so it's so rad to see their projects continue to get recognition. Um, but like I said before, jam bands were kind of my jam this year, and so the unexpected Connecticut blow-up for me was Goose. Uh, they're pretty much the only band in the genre besides Fish and the Grateful Dead who have stuck with me, and they've had a really cool year despite, you know, the overall state of things. They've done some really cool fan interactive live series. Obviously, you know, the concert is a big part of jam bands, so they did actually, they put out two official, like, live compilations, which are both really good, and like I said, the fan interaction is awesome to see, so kudos to them. Uh, dot Reed from How I Became Invisible wants to know what artists I'm looking forward to releasing music in 2021. Uh, I mean, I could probably, if I thought about it and looked through, you know, my music library, the bands that I follow on Twitter, all that good stuff, I'm sure I could come up with probably more than 100. 
Um, but I believe there's going to be new stuff from Future Teens, Downhaul, Cliff Diver, Pink Shift, Jiraiya, Meet Me at the Altar. Barty Strange will probably have something, even if it's not a full album. Um, I'd love to will a new Wonder Years release into existence. Uh, there's always a chance we'll get something new from Pentimento or some more stuff from Hotel Etiquette, Mike's project, which I believe it looks like he just received test presses. Not sure if that's of already released material or something new, but either way, that's sick. And yeah, I'm just as stoked for bands that I'm going to discover that I don't even know yet. So, you know, 2021's looking good for sure. And then last week's guest, Blue Vines, asked what my favorite aspect of making the show is and what I'm looking forward to most creative-wise in 2021. Um, I would say really my favorite aspect of the show is that I'm able to speak with people whose music I love and ask the questions that I want to know answers to. Uh, I think my interview style is something that makes Fly on the Call really unique. Uh, it's something that I take pride in. I really try to make each interview totally individualized to this person that I'm speaking to. And I would want to have these conversations with these people, whether they were recorded or not. So I think that's, you know, something that's really special to me that I have, you know, this passion and dedication. And, you know, after 60 plus episodes, that's not slowing down. Um, I feel like the, you know, relationship wheel between, you know, having access to the people that I talk to, giving that behind the scenes access to the podcast listeners and in turn promoting the artists that I love to people who do love them or may just fall in love with them, I think that's like the perfect relationship wheel. I love the way those feed into each other and build each other up, and that's truly my favorite part of the show. And as far as creativity, uh, like I said, I'm one for, you know, stretch goals that I kind of don't necessarily think I'm going to attain, so I do have to put it out there that if shows are able to safely return in 2021, I want to find a way to bring Fly on the Call live. Whether that's doing, you know, a show myself where I interview multiple bands, or speaking to a band on stage for 10 minutes before they're set, I just think it would be, like, the coolest thing. And, you know, maybe that ends up being some sort of happy medium where I figure out a live-streamed interview. You know, maybe I'll need to head over to the homies at Emo Social Club for some help with Twitch. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it'll look like, but I would just love to do something unique and special and, you know, that feels right. Um, and also, you know, have that be a way to connect with my audience that I'm super, like, in touch with in a new and special way. So, yeah, that's basically all I have for this little year-end wrap-up. Um, I'm super excited for 2021 and to see where it brings the show, where the show ends up being this time next year. Um, please feel free to hit me up with guest ideas. Like I said, I'm looking for more established acts as well, so if there's anyone that you really want to hear or see on the pod, let me know. Um, if you have any hookups with, you know, festival or live stream type things that, you know, you think it would be cool for me to connect with. If you have people that you want to see that are in the music industry that aren't musicians, um, hit me up with all that stuff, all those ideas. You know, I always try to be as responsive as I can be, and um, so I'll do my best to get back to you, take things into account, add it to the master list of all the big stuff that I have. Um, but yes, I'm super excited for this, and I will, you know, see you next year with an official new episode. Find the Call is brought to you, as always, by Sound Talent Media. A special thank you to The Alternative for helping to promote the show and being the best damn site in the game. 
Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane Palermo for the artwork. I have a small note on that. If you haven't been to the podcast socials, hit me up at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, because uh, my fiancé had an amazing alternate artwork commissioned again by Michaela Jane Palermo for Christmas. Um, it's really cool, featuring my cat Daisy, who is my unofficial co-host, usually sitting in my lap while I record. She's actually on my desk right in front of me as I'm recording this now, so definitely check that out. Um, you can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast, following on Twitter and Instagram as mentioned, and like I said, feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at flyonthecallpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we made it through 2021, and things are going to look up whether things get better or not. We'll make it through. See you in 2021. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.